Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I like to say that hair is a woman's best accessory. And thanks to my friends at Way, they make it possible to have good hair days every day. Let me tell you, Way's hair oil has become a game changer in my hair care routine. So if you're ready to have good hair days every single day, you got to check out Way. Head over to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com to check out their products. And here's a little treat for you guys use the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off your purchase. Yep, the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heal Squad for 15% off. Hey, everyone. We are so inspired doing this podcast every week, having the opportunity to bring you all the valuable knowledge and advice that each and every guest provides means the world to us. Now, because of how much positive feedback we've been receiving from our listeners, we've decided to build a community through Patreon. Members of Patreon receive exclusive access to a chat forum, the ability to interact with our guests, which is so cool, extra videos and podcast episodes that will provide even more advice and knowledge. Join now by going to patreon.com backslash better together with Maria and let's be better together because when you know better you get better I'm on a journey to get better and I want to do it with you and I'm not just focusing on physical health I'm focusing on everything emotional wellness spirituality finances relationships and so much more every week it will be my personal goal to bring us the world's leading healers experts and game changers to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life getting better isn't easy but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together welcome to better together with me maria menudos welcome back happy monday everybody my earbud is like screaming in my ear for some reason even after i'd done a mic test how could that be (laughs) oh boy i'm like it's like i'm screaming in my own ear there we go that's so much better (laughs) what did you do steven i turned your headphones down wow well it sounded great before uh anyhow happy monday everybody our quote of the day none of us will have any impact or influence if we are quiet so don't be quiet be loud as hell (laughs) i like that that's the complete opposite of what i've been told in life it's always like shut up you talk too much well advice (laughs) advice doesn't apply to everyone maria that is from our guest today bozma saint john who we're so excited to have today because she is a badass kick-ass female success story who is going to teach us how to kind of, I think, let go of everything holding us back, which is so exciting. 
Um, in the meantime, thank you guys for joining us as always live on YouTube. And if you're listening to this on demand, hi. Hi. Hope your day is going great. <laughs> you're probably at the gym working on your fitness or you're on that hike with your dog and you should tell your dog I love them. Um, but wherever you are, thank you for joining us every Monday. We love being with you guys and sharing these amazing guests that hopefully will inspire you, transform you, um, educate you. And we love what we do. We want to build this community out. Um, if you look at the comments, it really is making an impact on so many people's lives and you guys are making an impact right back on us. So thank you for that. Share the show with people that you know are going to love it so we can build that community. We did start a Patreon recently because we want to make the show ad free. So if you wouldn't mind joining us over at patreon.com, right? Patreon.com slash better together with Maria. There you go. Um, it would be really helpful. We have, like I said, gotten so much positive feedback and we want to do even more with you guys. So we do an after show and an extra episode for our Patreon subscribers. And every week. Yeah, every single week. And so um, we'd love for you guys to join us. It's definitely all ad free. And that's how we want to make the whole show transition. So if you would just take where we are at and now jump on the Patreon board. That would, uh, on the Patreon train, that would help us. One more step. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A lot of podcasts are Patreon now. Oh, yeah. um, It's a great way to to be a part of the community more in depth. We're going to start giving you guys access to our guests, um, which is super cool and so much more. So the Discord is the beautiful little Patreon app where we can all communicate back and forth. You can chat with Maria. Yeah, exactly. And right now you could get on the ground floor and get one-on-one time with Maria. Mm. I mean, what really? does that mean, Steven? It means that- <laughs> you're like, um, please tell. <laughs> what did I commit to? Tell me. Well, uh, as, as one of the early people who adopt our, our community and become a member, you know, like there's not as much, you know, back and forth in terms of people clamoring to grab Maria's attention. So all you got to do is jump in there, leave some messages, and Maria's going to get back to you, which is really cool. Yeah, All right. Uh, So some updates. One. A lot. um, Yeah, a lot. A lot has happened. (laughs) Um, So I guess we start with my mom. Let's, like, knock out the tough stuff, right? As uh, one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about in this first segment is the four steps to building self-discipline. And Marissa Peer, who was on our show before, um, who we should have back, I was watching one of her YouTube videos, and she said the four steps, the first step out of her four steps to um, building self-discipline, and she describes this as one of the biggest things the most successful people in the world do is do what you don't want to do first. What you dislike most, do it first and get it out of the way. And my friends, my partners on my health show, they say, eat the frog. Because <laughs> uh, that sounds really horrible. Right? <laughs> really disgusting. Really inhumane. So just eat the frog. <laughs> the first time you told me that, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. So if I'm going to listen to the advice that I'm going to give out today... I'm going to eat the frog and talk about my mom today and and risk bawling, but I'm not going to. Um, So I did my second EMDR session. And in this session, she asked me what I wanted to tackle. And I said, you know, 
obviously I, I handled two brain tumors within a span of eight months as best I could. And I did see mine as a gift and I could see the gifts in my mom's, but they're still traumas. And I am definitely anxiety ridden over her care. I'm having sleepless nights worrying about her. And I really would love to see what else is in there and let it go. So we do the session. Oh my God. And again, you think nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden stuff happens. And I realized that there were conversations that I wanted to have with my mom that I was too scared to have because it would have been admitting that maybe she might go. And I felt like a responsibility to be, you know, I'm her quarterback. So I had a responsibility to be, you know, confident and everything's going to be fine and all this stuff. And, and, you know, through this session, I was able to speak some of those things in that kind of safe zone. Cause she's, she says like, what is the scene that you fear the most? If this is a movie. And I said, being by her hospital bed saying goodbye and not knowing I didn't have those conversations because I was too scared and whatever. And just in general saying goodbye, who wants to be there? Right. And so the floodgates come out and she's like, what else do you see? I said, well, I am telling her that I'm sorry that I didn't succeed in keeping her alive. And here we go. <laughs> and so she was like, Maria, you know, you're having the conversation. And, and when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. You know, in the movie, in your mind, in this session. And my mom, of course, was like, what are you talking about? You did everything, blah, blah, blah. So I'll leave it there. You get the point. It was like all this emotional stuff. The next morning, I wake up, (laughs) I go downstairs to see my mom like I do every day. She has like her seat in the kitchen on the recliner. And I was like, how you doing, mom? I'm always asking how she's feeling or do you have any pains, whatever. And she said, "Um, you know, I had some heart pain last night. And I was like, okay, explain it to me. And as she was explaining it to me, she was like, you know, I've really wanted to talk to you guys, you and dad and Kevin and... I said, okay, about what? She's like, well, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And I just want you guys to know certain things. And I don't want you to cry. I want you to smile, keep smiling. And I want you to celebrate my life. I don't want to see you from up there upset. And she's like, I want you to keep dancing. And she started saying all the stuff and I like lose it. 
And how interesting is the universe, right? Like you have this whole session with EMDR and the next day for her to be open and talking about this stuff. And she's never talked about this stuff. You know, she's super tough and I don't know, she's almost been aloof about all of this because I've protected her so much from making her, she's never had to be afraid because I've always been in control and I've always got it, mom. Don't worry. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And this time, because of this woman, Judy, who's been kind of guiding me here and there through this process, she was like, you have to be honest with her. And she's like, you're, you're robbing her of her spiritual journey if you don't tell her the truth. And so I've finally been telling her the truth about how, you know, dangerous this is and how, you know, how critical she is. And it allowed her to face it. And she's being better with her diet and all of this stuff because she knows how critical it is now. Whereas before she would cheat and I'd have to stay on top of her and, you know, fight with her about this stuff. And then obviously it opened a door where she was able to say things that needed to be said. And so I got to be her daughter in that moment where for so many years I've been the parent and the one in charge And there's an element of it where it's kind of thankless sometimes and, and it's, it's hard. So in that moment, I got to be her daughter and I got to hug her and cry and love her and say the things like there were moments where I was so scared to like say it. And so I was like, I just want you to know I love you. And I did everything I could like, please don't think I failed you. And she's like, I would never think that. So literally the conversation I had in EMDR was happening If you don't know what EMDR is, it's um, a therapy and they use rapid eye movement or sound therapy to help you get past different traumas. We're going to have an episode soon that goes really in depth with one of the best. Yeah. So Bernstein. Anyhow. So there were like these moments and I was like, okay, this is your moment. You be, be brave. Just say it, just say it. And so I would say everything and I'm telling you guys, I feel like a completely different person. It helped me so much. And she was able to express herself. I was able to express myself. I felt such a different feeling with her, um, a different kind of closeness. Um, um, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like a whole weight lifted. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had posted about it and, um, I feel like more will take place. But it was really cool. And she was like, you know, I'll be up there protecting you and I'll protect your babies and the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, it's crazy to have these conversations, but I feel so blessed that we can, right? You know, we lost my cousin to a car crash. He was 18 and people lose people in a flash like that. And you never have those moments. And so as painful as it is to see somebody, you know, and love be sick, if you get the chance to say these things, it really is incredible. Have you have you written um, a letter? Because I found um, for me, every time I went through this, I wrote a, I wrote a letter with like everything that I feel about the person and all the memories that I have, and I just have have it on hand because I just I don't want to be rushing to write something like that when I'm in a moment that's mm-hmm. like terrible. So I always have that on hand for like if there is ever a time where it's like they have to go to the hospital or it's like this is a make it or break it moment. I always yeah. have the letter for them because no I always way. yeah 
I have so I have cool. my I have the letter I wrote from my uncle right here. Like I still have it on wow. my computer. Because it's a just cool, cool idea. I feel like in these moments, you want everyone holds back, right? Throughout your life, nobody really tells you how you really or tells you how they really feel about mm-hmm. you. And like whether that's negative or positive, everything conglomerates into one vision of what people have of you at the end or mm-hmm. towards the end. And I, for one, want to know, and I feel like a lot of people would want to know, like, the bare naked truth of, like, how are they going to be remembered? Like, what are the moments that were impactful on their life? Like, I look back, like, in my letter, I mentioned playing Yahtzee and Shitsky, which is another dice game with my uncle. And I'm like, that's such a small thing that, like, you know, for him, though, I feel like that was something that he really enjoyed, too. So, like, having that written out in a way that's like this is how much we care about you these are the memories we have of you it really helped me to cope because i didn't feel like there wasn't anything left unsaid yeah i um i really like that steph's gonna go out and get our guest right now because she is here um in the meantime we'll keep chatting but i think i I think i'll probably edit a little video together because I've had this idea of editing like all of my successes and things that I've done and accomplishments. And then at the end and be like, it's because of you. <laughs> like, it's just like very simple. This is all because of you, because she's the one who drove me to everything, who believed in me, who defied my dad at different points when, you know, my dad um, didn't want me to do certain things or was too scared and didn't want me to be a part of, you know, this industry. So I would I would edit that video and and show it to her. So I think, uh, or maybe I'll just take my reel. I have a new reel, and then just at the end, be like, and this is because of you. <laughs> Evangelina Cantu in the chat also said, "I wrote a letter to my grandmother two days before she passed away, and I agree to help to deal with the grief." Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just, you know, I told you, Maria, off camera, that the last words to my grandmother were, um, "I'll be right back," and I'm I'm very fortunate that that was after I had already written a letter that my mom had read to her. Because even just having those be my last words to her are tough, but knowing that I had actually had something for her. You had your moment, yeah. Yeah. And my uncle was harder because I was in California and he's in North Carolina. So I saw him three months before he passed, but it it was a two-day thing. It was straight up, he was fine, he was fine, he was fine. Two days later, he was completely critical and gone. Because yeah. it just, it happened so fast. I mean, we, we've dealt with gallbladder cancer, which was one of the most uh, aggressive forms of cancer. And then for him, it was a two basketball-sized tumor in his stomach. Wow. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really interesting to, to have these conversations and, and, and learn the different coping mechanisms and see. Because what would you want to be told if, if this was you? Like, Maria, you want to have kids. You want to have twins. Like... You wanna you pro, you wanna watch them grow up and become successful. Like, yeah. what would you want them to say to you if you were in that situation? Just exactly what they feel, how they feel about you, and all of that. And it's it's funny because it's almost like we popped a bubble. And so, like that night, I put them to bed. So I put my parents to bed every night. <laughs> I swear, like kids. And so I, I always give my dad a massage with the THC CBD cream because his back always hurts. So I always give him a massage and put him to bed. And then my mom, um, sometimes I'll give her a massage, but then other times I'm just helping her get, you know, settled and 
um, check now I check her blood pressure because of the medications she's on and I'll joke with them a little bit and spend a little time there. And she said to me the other night, that same night, she said, can you, can you give me a hug? And I said, yeah, of course. She goes, I want hugs every day, as many times a day as I can. And I said, mom, your wish is my command. No problem. And she's like, I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done. She's like, only God can know how much you did because no one would believe it. And so that was like another thing. Like, listen, you don't do things to get credit, but sometimes it's nice when someone can acknowledge, you know, because my life is a full time job taking care of both of my parents and their dog. Um, The charts, the notes, the like the doctor's appointments, it's, you know, it's a lot. I really. Well, we were talking about this self-discipline video that we have the four steps to Mm self-discipline. And the fourth one is to, I think it was the fourth one is to praise yourself for the work you've done. Yeah. And I think for you, that's very difficult in regards to this situation because there's no, there's no scale by which you can grade your work as opposed to, it's just, it's, she's either alive or she's not. And that's a very, very tough scale to grade yourself Mm -hmm. by and to judge yourself by. Yeah. And that's what I have judged myself by because she, made it through the first time around. And now it's really scary to look at her because, you know, we're going to go home. God willing, she'll be okay. We'll go home for Thanksgiving. And she, um, she basically is going to probably scare some family because she's weaker and, you know, she needs help going to the bathroom and stuff like that. And so, it scares me and it makes me wonder, are we going to get through this? But then I have to remind myself, she has a giant tumor in her brain. And until we can get it to shrink down, all of those fibers in her brain that are controlling her body um, are, you know, under duress. So I have to like check myself. I was telling Kevin this morning, because we took her to the Huntington Gardens yesterday because she loves flowers. And I've always wanted to take them there. And we just never got to it. So we went and instantly we realized, oh, my God, she can't walk. Like this this place is like Disney World for flowers. So Kevin grabbed her a wheelchair. Luckily, they had them on hand. And he pushed her around the whole park. And she got to enjoy it. She just kept saying, this is amazing. I love this. This is so beautiful. And um, But... All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days, and I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor, and it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios, and then I got addicted, and now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I realized, you know, it made me feel again, 
a little bit like a failure because God, she's now gotten to a wheelchair. Like that's where we're at. But I have to remind myself, and I did this morning and I was telling Kevin, it's just because she has this huge tumor in her brain. It's not because, you know, we aren't doing the right things. It's like the first time we were able to debulk the tumor with surgery and then take it down again with radiation. We can't do those things now. So we have to rely on these medications and these other things we're doing to shrink it. So, um, but she's definitely full of surprises. Yesterday I heard her yelling. (laughs) Guys, this was really bad. I'm going to show you the picture. So yesterday I hear her yelling and I'm getting ready upstairs and I go, I start running downstairs. I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? And she's on the floor under my kitchen counter and I start screaming and she's laughing and smiling she goes, I'm just trying to plug in my phone. I go, how did you get down? Because she can't get down. She had to kind of topple over. So she kind of toppled herself over so she could get on the ground so she could plug the phone in underneath. And I'm just like, I was on the phone with one of my good friends. She hears me scream. She's like, everything okay? I'm like, my mom's on the ground. And my mom's laughing. No, I didn't fall, Maria. I just want to plug my phone in. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Every day. She is so mischievous <laughs> and always has this smile on her face through things that to others you're yeah. worried instantly like are you in pain but she's just like smiling yeah. even when she bruised her entire face she's smiling yeah no the door hit her in the face yesterday max like slammed the door and it hit her in the nose and she's laughing and smiling about it like she smiles through everything and it's funny when my mom first i'll never forget her first interview she did it was with teen people magazine <laughs> And they asked her about me and she goes, Mario was always smiling. And I realized that's probably who I get her from because. Yeah. um, And you are mischievous. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) I am so. So mischievous. It should be Maria Mischievous Menudos. (laughs) (laughs) Triple M. But um, even at the summit this weekend, it was so funny. I wish she. What did I do? Just when we had Trevor Moad, who's been on the podcast before, and we're gonna get him back actually mm-hmm. for a different subject. When we did a, a one of the tests that he ran our host through during it was to crap talk each other. Oh, shit talk. We yeah. Shit okay. Talk. Shit talk each other. <laughs> you made me worry about putting money in the jar now because your mom made you for I every know. curse word. Now I'm second guessing. We've already said shit isn't a swear. Okay. Okay. It's not a swear. He... Let's tell everybody what the summit yeah, 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 is yeah. first. Okay. It's the best day of the year for After Buzz or four days of the year. So <laughs> After Buzz TV is Maria's network. She's our CEO and founder. And our, our goal is to create quality content and to also create a safe haven for entertainment journalists and people in Hollywood to grow a community and become educated and become stars. For young talent. Yeah. yeah or basically actually any age promote, talent. Bring yeah. talent up free of charge. Young free, talent meaning they're you know, on their journey. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, cause we have, hosts we are of not every ages, age, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but our summit is we do it two to three times a year. We get everyone together. We do workshops where we give them advice on their reels. We give them free headshots. We give them free motion graphics to intro their reel with. So it can look professional. We make sure that we're, we're training them on teleprompter and make sure that Kevin's giving them career advice. If you've listened to this podcast, you know, Kevin gives great career advice. So a one-on-one session, directly motivated to you is, is is amazing and then of course maria did teleprompter this year like that's what i was gonna say 30 hosts getting one-on-one time with maria like wow mm-hmm. so it was so it was cool. such an amazing experience we had 130 people there 
Which, and we had amazing guest speakers. So Trevor Moad, who was, was like one the number them. one sports psychologist, like motivational. One of my favorite episodes of this podcast, Trevor's yeah. on. Uh, we also had Jim Quick, one of our recent episodes, the brain expert, uh, the boy with the broken brain. Memory is what he goes and by. speed yeah. reading, yeah. which is so applicable to any career. Which is, by the way, Kevin remembered all of them. Yeah, so he does this thing if you listen to the episode where he puts different things you need to memorize on different parts of your body anyway the let's end this segment because we have to get to our guest um with those four steps to building self-discipline so we kind of weave them through these stories which was cool but step one marissa pierce says do what you don't want to do first like wake up and whatever it is you are really dreading doing that day knock it off we're doing it right now. I'm just kidding. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. Steven. What just happened? Go home. You are going to bleed out of your butt. I'm kidding. Um, I don't even know where things were coming from. I was like, what is the worst thing I could say to this kid right now so that I can I – can... I was trying to help him. I know, and you did. Anyway. It was uh, hilarious. Okay. So number one, but like people who are listening to this aren't going to understand the context of what we were doing. And they're going to be like, whoa, she's horrible. Nah, we can have him on the show to interview him about it. Okay, perfect. Um, now he's got a great story for life too. Right. Okay. So do are what you, you don't want to do first. Number two, take action every single day on your way to success and always in the direction of your goals. Steph, do you want to explain that a little deeper? Yeah. I mean, this is actually something <clears throat> Kevin in his career one-on-ones harps on all the time. So I'll, she she argues like it's not five hours a day you have to do a law after working a nine to five to what your dream is or what your goal, your true goal is. It's just every day something. And Kevin uh, does this in a similar way where he's like, if video games is your favorite thing and you're also a host, then play two extra hours and make those two hours a hosting thing. Mm -hmm. So everything you're doing, let it be goal aligned. So whether it serves your purpose. And I think we can all do at least five minutes uh, to an hour, hopefully, of something that really is serving your greater purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three is delayed gratification. This mm-hmm. is so funny. I love this one. So she says to reward yourself after the task and never before. So a lot of us, you know, work from home, she says, and, you know, the structure is a little different. And so she said, instead of having your cappuccino in the morning that you really are looking forward to, do a few things to earn it first. Now, I need my cappuccino or whatever to like open my eyeball sometimes, but I get what she's saying. She's saying to delay the gratification so that you feel inspired and motivated to do all the things you have to do and that there are like these little things like watching TV at night. Um, She's like, if that's something that you like to do, delay it and know that you have to do a few things. Like if your desk is a mess, go organize your desk and be like, okay, now I can watch TV. Yeah. One thing she said really related to me because we work a lot. And so there's certain shows that have come out and she gave an example of how she was writing a book and her favorite show came out and she just couldn't watch it. But she was like, once I'm done that day, I'm going to watch it. And so I have been planning think like the day after Thanksgiving when we have off, I was going to watch a show that I've been waiting to watch and I've been so excited for it. See? Yeah. Everything's better when you've earned it. Yeah. Um, that's the thing that, you know people have to understand anyhow and number four is praise yourself build up your praise muscle um which i think most of us are so busy hate speaking in our own heads that praising ourselves is so far away 
but it is really important. We're in such a weird place, too, because this industry is full of people who are either one side or the other and not mm-hmm. very many in the middle. Because a lot of people overpraise themselves, and then a lot of people, like I'd say I'm one of them, doesn't praise myself really at all for anything I do. So, I mean, I'm working on it. I'm better now. Well, the thing is, is that to be in this industry, generally, you have to be a little messed up, a little extreme, right? It's just, you think of any artist, they're all extreme. What balanced artist have you ever met? And artists are not just the people in front of the cameras. They're the writers behind the scenes, the directors, the producers. Like it's, you know, Kevin, he's not going to eat one slice or two slices of pizza. He's going to get two large pizzas and eat them all. Double cheese, double sauce. Exactly. Yeah. It's a weird brain for creatives. We're all all like balancing on a tightrope. Exactly. Craziness. So anyhow, I wanted to share that with you guys today, uh, but we do have to get to our guest. And so let me introduce you to Bosma St. John. She is the woman redefining badassery. She is um, highly successful. She's earned a reputation as a trailblazing brand marketing executive and a change agent. She's currently the CMO of Endeavor, a global leader in entertainment, sports, and fashion. Before she joined Endeavor, she was the chief brand officer at Uber, had a global consumer marketing at Apple, um, the head of music and entertainment at PepsiCo. So she has been with some pretty big companies. She was inducted into Billboard's Women in Music Hall of Fame and the American Advertising Federation Hall of Achievement as well as the Hollywood Reporter's Women in Entertainment Power 100 list and so much more. Today, we're going to talk about our journey, taking up space, which I'm really excited to hear about taking up space. Uh, Being with summer upon us, friends, hair is going to be even more important. Yes, we've got humidity, we've got sun, we've got all kinds of things. And sometimes it's hard to find the right shampoo for your hair. Everyone's hair is so different and there's no one size fits all solution. That's why I love Way. They have different shampoos depending on your hair type. Want volume? Fine hair and conditioner will give you that extra oomph you need. If you need some moisture and a little extra bounce, find your happy medium with medium shampoo and conditioner. And for my peeps with thick hair like me, give your hair the hydration it deserves with thick hair shampoo and conditioner. Plus, you guys already know Way carries some of my favorite hair care products I use all the time, whether it's the leave-in conditioner, which is my go-to, or the hair oil. They give my hair this hydrating refresh all summer long. Wash your way to healthier hair. <laughs> See what I did there? With shampoos and conditioners made just for you. Go to the way, dot com. Use the code Heal Squad for 15% off your entire purchase. That's the way.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Heal Squad. Your hair deserves it. Authentic in the workplace and how to be a badass just like her. So we're going to take a pause and go get Boz. Ah! Didn't try, by the way. Love that. Um, so we'll be right back with Buzz. Hey, everyone. It's Kelsey. And Jeff. And we are here to tell you a bit about our partner, Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast. And maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast, too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons. But to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. 
Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. All right. So here we are. Thanks for being here. Yay. Thank um, you. I hope that um, Patrick and Ari <laughs> over at WME don't yell at me for stealing you from the office today. I know, right? Well, listen, <laughs> it's a good excuse. Okay? Yes, yes, it, it is. is. Yes, it we is. We were just talking about your childhood because I was trying to confirm before where, where you were originally I mean, I know you were born in the States, but mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. your childhood was spent, because I saw Nairobi, Kenya, and then I saw Ghana, and I was like, wait, which one? Yeah. And that that response where you said, you know, you were all over, mm-hmm. and when people ask you, you know, your childhood memory yeah. that sticks out, you said it, it's it's kind of everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. I, I really do feel like a global citizen, you know, that um, there isn't like one place that makes me think of home, which actually, when I think about my life, it actually is a good thing. Well, you've made it a good thing. And that's yeah. why I wanted to yeah. even backtrack and have that conversation again yeah. on the air, because um, I think that, you know, making everything, turning lemons into lemonade is mm-hmm. so important. And I think where a lot of people would say, gosh, I really wish I had that because mm. everyone else who had that seems like they had such a great experience. Um, yeah, the proverbial, you know, like the, the, line, the line on the wall, which marks your growth and all of that. I don't, I don't have any of that. Yeah, my parents were Greek. They didn't do that. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We were busy like pulling grape leaves off of grapevines okay. and being horrified that my parents were Listen, feeding us trees. And- oh my god! But you know, but it's so funny because like you see commercials or you see these like you know movies that make it seem like there's some idyllic, you know, childhood thing like these things that are supposed to mark a good childhood. And if you don't have it, does that mean you had a bad childhood? Yeah. No, of course not. You know, and even for me, it's like, you know, people ask me all the time, like, oh, my God, what was it like moving around so much? And you were in different places. And I'm like, God, what a blessing. You know, what a blessing. But were you always of that opinion? Did you have to get there in your mind? How do you feel like you were able to see, you know, through the forest and and have that perspective? Because it's so easy to think the grass is greener somewhere else and that someone else had the norm or the better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. when I think about the fact that you had so many different places you grew up, you can't really put your finger on anything. And that's who you became. You're, right. you're undefinable in a sense yeah. because yeah. you are so unique and that was all for your benefit. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I am much more appreciative as an almost 43-year-old uh, about my upbringing than I was probably at 12. You know, at 12, of course, I'm, this, at 12 is actually when I feel like the biggest change happened when we moved from Ghana to Colorado Springs, Colorado, which if I were to call any place home, that would be home. Colorado. Uh, Colorado. Yeah, because I spent, I mean, I got there when I was almost 13 and left when I was 18 when I graduated from high school. And it was the place where I spent the most years, uh, you know, collectively as a kid. Um, but, you know, for me, it, it at the time, and I would say, yeah, when I was when I was like even little, like I really liked it. I liked to show up 
on the first day of school. I mean, there were all the butterflies, there was all the, all the fears about getting to recess and not knowing anybody. There was all of that. There was all of the, you know, concerns about the teacher saying my name wrong and me having to correct her probably a few times, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever new nickname was going to be created that I probably wasn't going to like, you know, and having to correct that. There were all those fears. Um, but I always had a really strong imagination. <laughs> and so I was always really good at like figuring out, well, what's, what's my story going to be this time? You know, what thing, what history am I going to tell my classmates? So I was always, you know, I was always willing to go there in my head about, well, what's the magical thing that I can tell them this time? And I knew that it wouldn't, it wouldn't last anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, by Their nature, attention I'm, spans I'm are nuts. gone anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> hell, I might as well tell them I was born from unicorns. I don't know. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever it was going to take. Whatever Which you was kind of take. were, because you're just so. True. Those are facts. <laughs> facts. Totally facts. I remember when I but, first met yeah. you, I go, who is this? And I think the only other way I could say it is if I met a unicorn yeah. in real life, yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. my reaction. Well, like, whoa. I mean, and I'm also in like rainbow colored everything today I know, so but that's why i love you because you're unapologetically you 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 are not afraid to like be yourself mm-hmm. like i've mm-hmm. i had to dim myself in so many mm. different ways because i was always so scared of like people not liking me if yes. i was too big right Ooh, girl, i was i remember being on that. the today show and because i was too big mm. people would squeeze my wrist so mm. hard to tell me to shut up mm. while i was live on the air i won't name who it was but man, it was like, <gasps> shut up. Ooh. And I had such a big spirit and like, they just slowly chip away. Yeah. How did you yeah. get it yeah. to stay and Ooh. not let it get chipped away? And did it ever get chipped away? Girl, this, this is a whole, this is a whole message, a sermon, a testimony, <laughs> a word, a hallelujah. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> um, wow. That just took me to places because I mean, it, uh, yeah, happens. I've, I've had same, 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 same. Yeah. You know, many, many, many a time told that my personality was too big. Uh, It came out in my reviews mostly at work. You know, every year at the end of the year, you get your review. And um, I have talked about before that, like, I never received a, what I would think of like a glowing review. It always, no, never, never, not in my entire career. Never. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Not PepsiCo? No. Apple? Nope. Uber? Nope. Okay. This is your first year with Endeavor? Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. So now here's the thing. Like you did yeah. that Apple presentation for Apple Music. Yeah. And you were so fun and mm. so big. And I, I watched and I was like, damn, that's how you should be when you present. Mm. Right. And everyone praised you, and in the public, people were like, she's the best thing we've ever seen on stage. How do your bosses not pull you aside? Because they're jelly. Well, you you take all the seats right now, because um, it's interesting that you bring up that particular one, uh, because it was maybe one of the first times when I have heard feedback and known for sure that it was wrong. You know, most of the time you get that kind of feedback and you're like, Ooh, okay. Well, you know what? There's Maybe. always some truth in some criticism. Yes, so yes, let me try yes. to figure out like how do I make people more, more comfortable? Um, yeah, I don't want to overtalk my colleagues or whomever, right? So let me figure out how do I, you know, how am I more inclusive? Let me not be that person who's too loud and blah blah because it's not always positive. And I want to help. And da, 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 da. You know, you always try to figure out. Okay, in the criticism, there must be some truth. So let me figure out what the truth is. It was the first time 
the first time that I heard it and I knew y'all are wrong. A hundred percent. What did they say? How did you decipher that? They said, they literally said, you are too big. We can't see the product when you're talking. They literally said that. Said, I wouldn't gonna... have given a shit about the oh, product girl, if you please. didn't do what you no, did. No, but that's the thing. That, but that's what I said. I was like, well, isn't that the whole point is that we should be expressing individuality and connect human emotion and spiritness to this product. And excitement. Yeah, which is supposed to... I mean, we're talking about music. We're talking about entertainment. We're talking about books and news and film. Those are things that drive emotion. It's not about the algorithm, actually. Well, and if you know anything, you yeah. know that o- o- the only thing people remember is how you made them feel. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. That's that's It's exactly not just it. spitting out statistics yeah. and information. Yeah. But all I could think of was like, you know, by the way, when you ask anybody, and right now we'll take, you know, take a second. Think about a song that makes you fired up. Or think about the first song that you slow dance to. Or is there a song that reminds you of your mother? On like Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Or is there a song that, you know, when you're feeling sad, it makes you feel sadder. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you really want to cry. Yep, you know what I mean? Right, Carrie, That's not, here we go. Okay, exactly. You're just like, I don't want to be lifted up. I just want to go deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, that song. Like those are all emotions. That's not... That's not math. That's not an algorithm. I can't express that you're going to find that song because this bot knows you better. No, I I have to be excited about it. I have to bring my emotion into it. And you don't have to like the same song I do. But as long as you know that I'm excited about something and I'm feeling the spirit of something, it reminds you of what you feel. And what you could feel. And that's what I was trying to bring across in that presentation Ooh, girl. And no, the, the, the feedback was not good. But did you get to that point <laughs> where you realized they were so wrong because the public said you were so right? So you had backup? Um, yeah. But I mean, there were, there were criticisms on, on social media too. I mean, we all know that that's not always yeah. the nicest place. But yeah. yeah, there was definitely enough people who were like, holy shit, who's this? Yeah. You know, that it made me feel like, yeah, I, I'm so glad you can see me. Yeah, I'm so glad you can see me. Yeah, because no one's seeing me. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Right. No one is seeing me. hard. This is Mm. what I tell my husband all the time. I'm like, am I so hard to see? Yeah. How come nobody sees me but you? You, Tamar Geller, the celebrity Mm. dog trainer, and then Gabrielle Bernstein recently. I'm like, why doesn't anybody see me? Yeah, yeah. You would think, given that we're so big, 
right? Like we have big spirits and big personalities. Given all the I'm accomplishments, damn near six feet tall. Yeah, black woman. I love big hair and I sparkly don't, things. Sparkly things. <laughs> I don't shy away from an earring. Okay. So why wouldn't you see me? I would think it would be very easy to see to. me. You don't want to see me. That's why. Yeah, and and you don't want to see yourself through me. So how do you? How did you adjust your game, mm-hmm. and and or how how do you get through that? Because mm-hmm. I always talk about the greatest gift you can give someone is to see them, and that's probably because not probably it is because I've not been seen, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I have empathy for that, and oh, I understand yeah. it on a deep level. Um, it, it seems like, I mean, that's presentation was three years ago. Yeah. So this was relatively recently. Yeah, yeah very recently. I'd already, um, I'd already been in C-suite jobs yeah. by the time that presentation came around. Yeah. So I'd and, already and been also, battling that. how did you not let it break your spirit? Ooh. And I'm sure it did to a degree. It had to yeah, have yeah, because of course, of course. when you're working for these huge companies after you know, company after company, and they're giving you the same notes. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand what I was doing wrong out there. I was, I didn't want to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. I only wanted to, like, make every place I worked at amazing and better. Yes. And I cared so much more than most people. (laughs) And the people who didn't give a shit are the people they loved. Right. Because they didn't intimidate them. Can you imagine? That's exactly right. You nail on the head. Yes. Took me forever. Took me brain surgery to sit and sit and sit and sit with my thoughts and realize it all. And wonder. And I had a boss once, I was saying this, I think recently, I had a boss once who was like, you know, you had to cut the shit with all this, you know, magazine cover shit and all Mm. these, you know, all this publicity and all of that. You got to end this and get serious. And so I was like, oh, okay, because I grew up having to be super obedient. Yeah. So I have that side of me. I have a rebel side too, my Gemini. Right. right. <laughs> so I can be both. But I came home and I told my husband, he goes, what? Yeah. He goes, you don't see what he's trying to do to you? I go, what? And he goes, he's trying to devalue you so he doesn't have to pay you in the next contract. And I was like, Ooh. oh. And then I'm like, but then, but then he won't want to keep me if I don't listen to him. And then what do right. I do? And he's like, we're going to find another job. Th- and that, I was like, oh. That's it. That's actually it. That's so. actually it. Yes. I think it's been a very painful lesson, but painful. that's the lesson, which painful. is that don't stay where you're not seen and where you're not appreciated. It's like, how do we think they're going to appreciate it and like us? If we hide ourselves more, if we bury ourselves, I don't think so. Yeah. Great minds encounter violent opposition from mediocre minds. Ooh. And go where you are celebrated, yes. not tolerated. That's I have correct. a whole quote wall in my upstairs <laughs> with room. With all of that. With all of it just to remind yeah. me. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's, it's the reminder. And it's probably the key to this, right? Which is that I don't believe that I'm in some like holier than thou place where I know better and I don't face any of these things. Right. There's still slights that I encounter all the time. Like what? Oh, my goodness. Girl, this it's like it's almost too much. Like, I don't even know where to start. I mean, there's all kind of things. There are comments about, yeah, how I look, what I choose to wear, um, the way I express myself, uh, sometimes the ideas I have. You know, there are all kinds of things, slights all the time, which are just like, you know what? Like, now that you're in this role, don't you think you should do X? Yeah. You know, as if, as Conform. if, yeah, as if you've seen me in this role before. That's, this is what I ask now. I'm just like, but you've never seen me before, right? You've never seen a person like me in this job before. So how would you know how it's supposed to look? Yeah. Maybe I'm supposed to define it. Maybe they were wrong. They were wrong because they haven't seen it. So how could they tell? Yeah. 
we're, we're all in this together. And since it's me, I think I know best. And that's just the way I have to move now. But it does take constant reminder. Absolutely. The self-talk. You know, having the army around you for you, it's your husband, you know, like I have a, a I'm sure you have a girl group too, you yeah. know, who remind you all of the time. Who I've feed been cultivating into you. it. Yes, they feed into you all the time. And if you don't have that, find it. Yeah, you need those like legs you to the table it. to keep you, need you sturdy. It. It's not necessarily, you know, because sometimes that group, I mean, you know, this is where it's like the balance, right? Sometimes that group in their own need to protect you will try to keep you from doing things. Yeah. Right? But that's not a bad thing. They're just just trying trying to protect protect you. you. Yes. And so there is a balance to understanding when to feed into that and when not to, right? When to use your own wings to fly. And also when your wings get clipped and you can come back and they can heal you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a real, yeah, there's a real balance to that, but it, it does take practice. The, you know, the, I have a virtual wall, <laughs> you have a real one. I should probably get a real yeah. one, but you have a, you know, I have a virtual one that reminds me about my own worth, you know, and the value that I bring to spaces and that if I am, if there is violent opposition, that it is probably because they just haven't seen it before. And, and that doesn't or, mean it's not worthy. And or um, they're afraid of it. Yeah. They are intimidated by it. For sure. Or they want to squash it because mm-hmm. they're afraid for their job. That's right. That's right. That's right. And sometimes even they wish they could do it. Yeah. I've yeah. met that too. Well, because you're such an individual mm. and you're so comfortable being that, mm-hmm. that that scares people. Like I remember yeah. being on the set of E! News and it was um, Will Smith's son. I think his name is Jaden. I think mm-hmm. it was him. And people were making fun of what he was wearing and all that mm. stuff. And I go, guys, we need more individuals. Yeah. I am yeah. so bored of all of us looking the same, mm-hmm. dressing the same, wearing the same stuff. Like we need individuals, yeah. individual thinkers. Yeah. That's how we change the world. Yes. Yes. Not by all looking the same and conforming and doing the same stuff. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, that's what's so exciting, right, about this very moment in time. Somebody else was saying to me a few weeks ago, I'd just seen um, Harriet, which uh, my good friend Cynthia Revo is starring in, and it's brilliant. She literally, I mean, she puts her whole foot up in this movie, okay? Mm. She does such a brilliant job in it. Um, And another person who'd seen it said, oh, my God, I don't even know how they did it back then. I wouldn't have survived because I would have killed everybody. And I was like, that's true. I could could see that point. But think about where we're living today. You know, I was like, in 200 years, will someone look back at this time and say, girl, I don't know how you did the same work for less money? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you just, you couldn't get the job because of your skin. Mm-hmm. Like there were, there are things that are happening today, which are unfathomable. I mean, so which many we things that accept. are, that we've regressed back right? into. <laughs> yeah. And so I think about that, you know, yeah. I think about women who have come before me who didn't have what I have, who've been able to persevere. So who am I to complain? Yeah. We oh my God, pushing. I got to keep pushing. I got to keep pushing. I got to make sure that my daughter's generation sees less of this, yeah. that my granddaughter's generation will see less of this, right? Then in 200 years, they'll look back and say, oh, well, if she did it, then I can do, name whatever the thing is. Yeah. Like I, I want to make sure that I continue to push ahead and that even if you haven't seen this before, you haven't seen someone like me before, you're not comfortable with somebody like me before, well, guess what? Settle in. You can get real comfortable with this right here. Because you're going to see more of this in the future. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you get to that place? And I want to talk about some of the lower moments where you believed Mm. it 
Mm-hmm. Did you shift your game? Did you try to mute yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been many times like that. I mean, even very early on, I mean, we'll take something as, you know, clothes and outer... Ex- yeah, that's the easiest thing to change, yeah, right? Yeah, Well, which is... In some it, ways. Some, <laughs> some people say it's superficial, you know, and I don't at all. Um, I think it's actually really important. And it's part of the reason why I am so bold in the choices I make on what to wear. Um, because I, you know, early on when I was at Pepsi, just starting out into my executive career, yeah, the, you know, the examples of the people that I saw at the top were wearing the gray suits and they absolutely didn't look like me. I mean, I'm like rolling my eyes because obviously we know that, but the feedback was that I should look like that. Mm -hmm. I remember the first headshot that I ever took, my first corporate headshot. It was at a retreat for the women at PepsiCo. Uh, and they had set up a booth for all of the junior executives who didn't have headshots. Uh, and I showed up and, um, my hair, uh, was short. I had like a pixie cut, like, um, Halle Berry, mm-hmm. you know, back because that was cute then. Well, yeah. It's still cute now, but I was, I was really You were cute. super cute. Then. I was super cute. <laughs> it also happens to be August in New York. <laughs> and so the humidity was on a thousand and, uh, Halle Berry and I don't share similar DNA, okay? <laughs> so our hair follicles are a little different. Mine just poofed out, and it was like a small afro is what it looked mm-hmm. like. And I remember coming up to the booth, and the woman who was running, it was like, oh, should we get you a brush? You know, maybe a little, like, hairspray or something just to, you know, she was using her hands to kind of, Tame. you know, show that she wanted it down. And, girl, my whole stomach, like, everything lurched. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I should, I should. You know, thinking like, okay, this is my one chance. Like, I'm going to use this headshot for, you know, like maybe some panels that I was dreaming about being on maybe someday or, you know, the employee handbook. I didn't know. I was like, just, yes, give me the brush. And I sat there. I must have just brushed my scalp raw. I mean, it would not go anywhere. And I remember, I can't even look at the picture today because the the hurt in my eyes, like the the way I... Mm, I just didn't look confident. I didn't look happy. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. I'm putting myself there. I I can totally feel it. You know, just like looking at her, looking at me, judging me, knowing that I didn't look the way I was supposed to look in her eyes. Mm -hmm. I didn't look like an executive in her eyes. And uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a very painful picture for me to look at. I can't look at it. Really, I can't. Because it just reminds me of where I've been. Mm-hmm. You know, and hoping that nobody else has to ever feel like that. Yeah. That you can totally show up in whatever hair it is that you have in your natural beauty or in a weave down to your ankles, yeah. you know, uh, or in a sparkly suit or in a gray one if you want. And still be seen as someone who could run a Fortune 500 company. That you can still be an executive, you could be the producer, you could be the writer, you could be anything and look any way that you want to. That it doesn't have to be some image that has been touted for us to sort of like live up to. And that for me is part of the reason why I do show up as boldly as I do. Not just because I love the fashion (laughs) and love to wear my hair different every day. But it's with a purpose now too. Absolutely with a purpose. I want to show up in ways that make you stop. I want to walk in a room and I want you to take a beat. And look at me and wonder and say, okay, now I know that we were expecting the CMO. That's her, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then, so and cool. I, I want you to be quiet <laughs> while you consider that 
and then have me come in the room and then operate on the level at which I operate in. And that maybe next time you see someone that you're not sure of what they do around here, that you won't wonder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was at this, um, this church. It just reminded me. I was at this church. I've been wanting to go to black church so desperately mm-hmm. for like almost a year, I think. Uh-huh. And I found myself in there uh-huh. like unknowingly. And the prophet that was talking was saying so many like moving, powerful things. But mm. one of them was um, was you can't – you have to be good to everybody and show them the same respect because mm-hmm. you never know who's the one coming yeah. with the message. Yeah, yeah. And if you set them aside thinking they're not important enough because – or they don't look like the important one. Yeah you might miss out on that message yeah, that's yeah. being sent to you. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, so for me, because I grew up with parents who were janitors, and mm. I always have super, super high levels of, of respect for people, you know, from any job level yeah. because of that. But, you know, when you're when you're the CMO of a company, but you're not dressed like one, I mean, that's a whole other level of thing. <laughs> um, but it's kind of the same thing, because if they set you aside and they think that she's just, you know, you're just some fun yeah. person that just ended up in there by right. accident yeah. and yeah. they disregard you. That's going to be their biggest mistake. Oh, big, big mistake. <laughs> it's like, don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. Yeah. You know, but also knowing that, uh, you know, I move into spaces that do cause people to stop and pause, you know, and that, that I have to be okay with that too. Mm-hmm. Cause that can be very disconcerting. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not something easy. You know, in yeah. which like you're always being stared at or you know that people are going to wonder or, or in, try to ignore the stares. You know, that's that's not an easy thing to uh, to face on yeah. every single occasion. Totally. I mean, it, is, it is very difficult and you have to you have to really be in a centered place. And that's what I try to do before I walk out of my house. Do you meditate? I don't meditate, but I pray. Okay. Yeah. That's your version. Yeah. My own version. Um, Do you um, have a hard time with jealousy? Oh, yeah. And how do you deal with that? Oh, that's a tough one, too. Um, I mean, I think there are levels to jealousy. You know, like anything else, there's always dimensions to Mm -hmm. things. Um, And there is the kind of jealousy, which, of course, is menacing, you know, in which people are actively trying to do something to bring you down because they're jealous of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need to take you out yeah. so they can't have to face right, it every right. day. And there's different ways I deal with that. Again, like every situation is different. Um, sometimes it is the right thing to run. <laughs> yeah. I and, like that, that. and that's okay. <laughs> no, really. I'm just like, why, why sit there and get hurt? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, sometimes that's okay. Like there's no, like even from a job where yes, you're like, okay, yeah. Cause I've, I've, I've run. Yes. There's yeah. no shame. I run real running. fast. There's no shame. I'm in like fact, the second it's yes. happening, not the second, but like the second, the pattern is like mm-hmm, clear mm-hmm. that you're not going to be able to survive it. Yes. I start digging my ditch That's to get correct. out. Get out. Yeah. Immediately. Right. And then there's the jealousy, which maybe is not menacing. It's not going to harm you physically or emotionally or spiritually, but it can infect other people. Mm-hmm. That one, I also then try to go out to my sources, right, and try to combat that with other people, right? So then, How? oh, that means like you know, it, it's the proverbial like making friends. Yeah, you know, it's like your count. It's like the counter programming. So do you basically through your posse let them know they have nothing to be insecure about? That's right. Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also it's the. 
um, educating giving them. people positive things to say about you when the other person is saying something negative. I mean, like you were talking about, you know, your boss or whomever that said, you know, why should you be on magazine covers and the PR and da 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 da. I mean, I get the same kind of feedback, right? It's like you're an executive. Like I don't know why you're on social media so much. Yeah, has anyone heard of Andy Cohen? Why is it okay for him? <laughs> well, why is it okay for okay. him? Why is it okay for him? That's he's correct. A guy. Well, that part. And so for me, I'm like, listen, perhaps like we should talk about the positive things that I garner, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, so I start spreading that where it's like, oh, did you see that post I did like a couple of days ago? There was this woman who commented, ooh, and it just changed my whole life. Let me tell you what she said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like that, it, giving other people another narrative to talk about it. Because when that jealous person comes around and says, oh, gosh, she can't stop posting. I don't know why she's posting so much. And they're like, yeah, but I just saw this post where this woman said, and now they're essentially parroting what you told them is the counter programming that also helps that's such genius advice and and there's the jealousy which is actually benign you know it's the kind that can be a little dangerous because people want to then be like you and they want to suck all of the energy out of you because they're just trying to get what you have that one i always try to also sort of buffer right which is that like okay listen i know i know you really like me you like my shoes you like my skirt. You like my energy. You want to be in my ear every day, all day. Can we set aside like 15 minutes in a week and just, we could just vibe and just, you know, we could just talk and catch up. And then that way it's, you know what I'm saying? We can both manage this. It, that works really well. Really? Like, oh, yeah. So oh, you yeah. give them be... like boundaried time. Yes, boundary time where you can now, you feel even better because now you have one-on-one time. And therefore, you don't have to feel like you've got to suck up all my air all day, every day, and in my space. And by the way, it doesn't have to be once a week because that person can also be very draining. It can be once yeah. a month. It, can, it doesn't even need to be in person. It's like, hey, let's just, listen, this will be like a text date, okay? I'm going to be on at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Stop all right? It. I will answer your text in 24 seconds, all right? <laughs> Let's have knock con- it off the plate. Girl, uh, yes, exactly. I'll be available until 8.15. Let's get this popping. You know? Wow. And if they don't hit me, oh, I'll hit them. Hey, girl, what you doing? Got to get it done. Weren't we supposed to be texting? Where are you? Looking for you, looking for you, looking for you. If you don't ask me within five minutes, then our date is done. It's over. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, I, wow. do, I do that kind of stuff. Lots of tricks over the years to help uh, really balance and mitigate any energies that would drain me or take away from my peace. Yeah, because that's the thing that's so hard is yeah. is surviving and thriving yeah. These situations yeah. is but how do also, I? <clears throat> it's also like turning the perspective around. It's mm-hmm. kind of like how we began the conversation about like, okay, if you're moving around a lot, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And I turned it into a good thing or see it as a good thing, right? Um, some people don't do well with all of these energies that I'm talking about. You know, mm-hmm. somebody who's like, oh my God, I don't want to do counter narratives and I don't want to set aside time to text somebody back and I just, I don't have the time to do it. Well, listen, you don't, you don't have to do that. But for me, I've turned it also into like learning. I've become really good at my elevator pitch. I've become really good about boasting about myself because of the counter narrative. I can tell you right now the amazing things I've done. I don't have to think about it. Because I've, I've been telling it. 
yeah. I've been doing it. You know, so to me, it's not like, oh my God, this is so draining because now I got to battle these people that oh, are talking so much shit about me. It's like, no, I can, I can tell you right now all the amazing things because I've been doing it. I've been telling other people yeah. so they can tell that story. And it's a really positive practice for us. You know, especially as women, we have such a hard time boasting about ourselves. And I think it's one of the detrimental things to our own success and sometimes mm-hmm. our promotions and our money and all those things is that we can't tell the story about how great we are. Yeah. Or I am. You know, yeah. I tried to not do the we thing too much because that's how we also get ourselves in trouble. It's so true, though, because I just sat there and I was like, yeah, if someone asked me, I, I would like be stuck. Yeah, no. because I'm not out there doing that mm-hmm. because you, you know, I've been trained not to. Yes. Right. And so I feel right. like it's such a great um, piece of advice for women who are listening to, you know, start building that list mm-hmm. of who you are, what you've done, yeah. your accomplishments. Yeah. Um, I remember going to a job, I was getting paid a lot uh-huh. of money. Uh-huh. to come in and do this show. And um, from day one, I kind of realized something was off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, what, why is this is weird? Yeah. Okay. So when, you know, we try to figure it out, it, you know, pff, bombs just exploded. Right. And so I sat with the producer and Uh-oh. I said, what, what, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> this is my first day. Yeah. Um, I couldn't possibly have done anything yet right, <laughs> for you to right. want to hate me when you're paying me so much money to come in and do this job. Right. And this person said that I needed to earn it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, I've hosted for years. Yeah. Um, my accomplishments are, you know, New York Times bestselling author. Yeah. Um, I've been the youngest um, as a host on the Today Show, yeah. I've reported for Nightly News, the most prestigious news organization in the world. Um, and then Girl, I just kept going. And keep, I was like, going. and I hosted Entertainment Tonight at 22 years old. Yeah. Um, wh- where else do you need yeah. me to go? Right. To and, earn this. And it was just this person putting holding me down mm-hmm. for a man mm. um, to make a man comfortable. And mm-hmm. it was about the mind games that were about to start mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. keep me in line, crush me so that yeah. they could build me up and make me their success story, not my <sighs> own success story. And it's so unbelievable what mm. people do yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. But that's the whole that's the whole game. You know, the hope is that you don't value yourself. That's the that's the game. Yeah. They're hoping that you don't value yourself. And I feel like we know we have value. Yeah. But we don't know how to own it. Yes. And so express it. How do you own it and express it? Yes. Please teach yes. me. Yes, yes. And yes. everyone else. Yes. Well, this is part this is part of the the exercise, the practice of understanding your own value, verbalizing it, saying it. You know, we, we we kind of like philosophically do it all the time. I know I'm worth a lot. Yeah. You know, pay me. I know I'm worth it. Yeah, but if I asked you to tell me, just like you just did, you know, what are the things that make you valuable? What are the things you've done that make you so valuable? People start to sweat. Their armpits start to itch. They start blinking fast. They don't know what to do with their hands. They get nervous. Practice. Yeah. Practice saying, I did blank. And it doesn't, you know, I love what you said about us being taught. 
<laughs> because that's actually true. I mean, we're taught from very, very early, very, very, very young, young to be humble, to be quiet, that to we have not to be perfect. Do, yes, to be ladylike and all of the code words that come along with that. And boys and men are told to be aggressive and outspoken and speak up. Yeah. Right? Use your voice. Make it big. You know, like they, they are told these things or taught these things. And so for me, part of my practice, and believe me, I still do it, which is it like literally practicing the affirmations of your own successes. Mm -hmm. Do it small if you, if you feel uncomfortable, right? Try it. Try it over lunch, <laughs> you know, yeah. with the next time you go to dinner, next time you go to lunch with somebody, it could be a friend, of course, you know, somebody, you know, try it. You know, just say, you know what I did seven years ago that I'm really so proud of? Try that. See how it works. See how it fits. Yeah. And then do that again and again and again. Try it on random people. That's my favorite thing. You know, you at the store, you're purchasing something. Stop it. You don't do this. <laughs> oh, I sure do. Oh, oh my God. God I love oh, you. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, people at the register. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll be like, oh. What an interesting name. I'll be like, mm -hmm, yes. Well, you know, actually, you should look for my name. I was just in an article the other day. Yeah, Forbes wrote about me. Mm. I'm one of the most influential CMOs of all time. You should look it up. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite. You know what's so funny? Because we're so we're taught that like we shouldn't boast and yes. that somehow yes. that's like, you know, terrible yes. and awful. You, I, I can, I, maybe like one person, I can think of maybe one person who was like, oh, you know, who had like kind of a bad reaction. Almost everybody else is like, get out of here. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. What was your name again? Wait, let me write that down. Yes. That is the reaction I get. Yeah. That is the reaction I get. Yeah. And the Try rest I'm of us are turtles you, in our shells listen, and we only pop our little heads out when we have to. Yes. Like I had to in yes. that moment with that executive. Try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. I'm telling you, you will be so much more confident next time that you actually have to do it. Yeah. You know, so just try it out on little, little, little bits, little, little increments. No one will know you're doing the exercise with you. So you don't have to go fast. You don't have to go too far if you don't feel comfortable. But just try every single day. Yeah. Make it a practice every single day. Say it to someone. Pick yeah. something that you have done that you're proud of. Think about it in the morning. Make that your goal. Okay, what is the thing I'm proud of? And then go out in the day and try to insert it into some conversation. Use I did blank. Yeah. You know what? Try that. The other thing that's interesting is if you are accomplished, you also forget. Oh, yes. So it took me to watch an old reel mm. to remember that I've done so many incredible, mm. high-level, insane things Amazing. that no one would know. Yeah. Like, people may know who I am and may know me from one or two things, yeah. but if I gave you the a, whole kitten and caboodle i mean i've performed i've sang in front of 300 million people come on, come on. at eurovision i've wrestled at wrestlemania come on <clears throat> like if i Wait, you gave know, I, you the i forgot girth, that i forgot yeah. that just now oh my god that was my that's reading. right yeah and so come if i on. gave you the girth of everything so i have to look back at it to remember myself yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah writing these things down so that you remember who you are mm. when you go out it's like your protective shield it's like wait no i am worth it i am yes. valuable i, I am, am valuable. important that's right so that that way and bringing it kind of full circle to the whole review process you know when i was sitting in that seat across the desk from whomever manager was giving me the review oh i already had the tape in my head i already had the tape running telling me all of the accomplishments all of the things I've achieved, all of the greatness that I've already overcome and what I have next to do. 
therefore, when they're coming at me with all this stuff, I'm just like, wait, hold on. Um, okay, so let's just let's just rewind this a little bit. What about when this happened? And what about these results? And what about this thing that I led? And what about this that I remember that somebody sent me an email about telling me how great it was? What about yeah. those things? Do those things count? Because I don't see them written down anywhere in, in this uh, and then watch them pause. <laughs> because they have nothing to say. They have nothing to say. They have nothing to say. <clears throat> but that does say? take practice. It does take practice because it's not automatic. You know, we have to unlearn all of, th- all of these things. It does still make me feel uncomfortable when I have to tout like all of these amazing things. Yes. You know, because we've been told that we shouldn't be boastful. We've been told that that's not nice. It's not polite. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you're trying to remember that you actually have to practice these things in order for it to feel comfortable, in order for people to see you. Well, and also the other thing is, is you can't expect your bosses always to know everything you did. Oh, yeah. Unless you tell them. Girl, say that part again. Yeah. Yes. Unless you tell them. So it's hard. You know, I saw it actually in our company at AfterBuzz TV. We have Mm -hmm. um, a digital broadcast network Mm -hmm. where we produce after shows. And so... We brought in a new hire in the last year, mm-hmm. and he's constantly emailing and texting us accomplishments. <laughs> and I would have been terrified to do that right. at my jobs. Like, yeah. hey, here's what got accomplished. Here, isn't this so exciting? But he has such a way with it where it's yeah. like, look at how great the company is doing. This is something new we launched, and it's doing great. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So yeah. guess what? At the top of my head, I'm thinking, wow, he's amazing. He's amazing. Because he's telling me he's All amazing. All of the things. Yes. Constantly right? telling you that he's amazing and we should do that. It's funny. Kevin always talks about um, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Uh-huh. Why was it the greatest show on earth? Because they told you. Because they it told was, us. It was literally their tagline. Exactly. We, we don't know. We were like, uh, was there another yeah. circus that was greater? I don't think so. But guys can do that so much easier, oh, I yeah. feel like, than yeah. women. Yeah. And, and it's exhausting. For yes. me, it was exhausting. I remember at one point I had to start keeping tabs because yeah. people were making me feel so unworthy and so mm. invaluable. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, wait, I just got the number one exclusive. I got the Obama family interview. Yeah. No one's gotten it. Listen. I, I, what? <sighs> How? How? And, How? And and How? but the other thing is, in a non in in the the non malicious way, yeah. Unless you tell them, yeah, they can't even get through their day. No, they're so exhausted. They're so dizzy. They've got a sick family member. Yeah. Whatever it is, they've got other things. So you need to be able to say, hey, here, you know, we're talking yeah. about the year in review. Here are the things that yeah. I have done. Yeah. I hope they've been valuable to you. Yes, I yes. found it really rewarding. Right. Tell me what you think. Maybe you start the meeting. Right. Well, I'm always a fan of being proactive and even being proactive in um, the way of of gathering friends to do your talking for you, too. This is another trick that you can use. Right. So I actually learned this from Jimmy Iovine and Brian Grazier um, when I worked for Jimmy at Beats. And uh, I thought it was just the most fascinating thing, by the way, also new lesson because I was like four years ago. Um, (laughs) But it was so amazing because I found that they would talk about each other in rooms where they weren't in, in obviously positive ways. Jimmy did it all the time for Brian, all the time. I can't tell you, I can't count how many Apple meetings that I was in talking about content where he didn't bring up Brian's name. Wow. It was incredible. I've never seen anything so like that So was it a pact they had? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it. it was very much agreed to. Oh, absolutely. And so then I was like, ooh, girls, listen, this is what we're going to do. Stop it. Me and my friends. Oh, yeah. So there's four of us in my little group. So you have cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. No, but the thing is, the important thing is to feed each other information. We have a, a group chat, a WhatsApp. And our job is to always put in 
the things that we are doing, that we are working on. Um, it doesn't always need to be completed actions. It can be just things that you're working on or thinking about. And the job within that week, so it's Monday, we do it every Monday morning. The job that week is to incorporate something that another friend is doing into your conversation. Last week it was Cynthia. So I said that during this conversation. Wow. You see what I mean? Like you've, you've got, you've got to bring it in. So you've got to find ways to talk about them in ways in which obviously is natural to the conversation, but you are consciously bringing in their achievements or the things they're working on so that they're a part of the conversation. And they're doing that for me. So they, they have, they have an assignment of things that I'm working on or things that I've done or things that I just want out in the ether. And it's their job to also talk about. So they're like your cheerleader slash publicist. Hell yeah. And you are for each other. That's right. But by the way, we're better together. Yes. That's what this is all about. We're, we're supposed to help each together. other. Yes. Wow. So we should all take that. It's like, do you have, maybe it's one friend, you know, to keep it like Jimmy At and school, Brian. like even moms, right? Like yeah. mom hatred is so difficult to oh, get past, right? Man. So yes, even if you true. did it with your mom's club where, yeah. you know, you've got the ma- the mean moms and yeah. like the few of you band together and yeah. like, you know what? She was such a great mom. I saw her take her yes. daughter like that. Yes. Damn, this could be applied everywhere. Yeah, really. I and actually, um, after I saw it with Brian and Jimmy, I heard about the Obama administration that women in that administration, I might get it wrong, but that in meetings, um, they would essentially like support each other with the comments, right? So typical in most meetings, you get over talked, right? Or your you throw an yeah. idea out there, nobody listens to it until a man says it, and then they're like, Oh, that's a good idea, Bob. Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you hear what Bob said? And you're like, I said it first. God damn it. You know, but it happens all the time. Yeah. So their pact was to make sure that they, each other were heard in meetings. So if I said something, Maria, you'd be like, both. That was great. I love that idea. In fact, what I heard you say is, and then you would parrot it back just to make sure. Stop it. Yes. Oh, they did that. And so then I start to incorporate that too within my, so in my circle of executive friends, right? When we're in meetings together. Oh, absolutely. Oh, there's not one meeting I go into now, even today where I haven't pre had my little pre meeting and talk about whatever I'm going to say in the meeting and how I need you to support it when we're in the meeting. This is mind blowing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny enough, you know, so Elaine Welteroth wrote about it in her book. Oh, yeah. Because I, because I, I did that when she became the editor in chief of Team Vogue. She was coming in for her first meeting with Apple, uh, and they were, you know, just, you know, she was having a little bit of a tough time. Right, she was the youngest black yeah. woman. Like, I mean, Beautiful. talk about the pressure of having that kind of job. And um, it was a sales, it was a sales call, really. Uh, with the the heads of her sales team, um, the publishing team, to essentially get dollars, right? And she had an idea for something that she wanted to do, a piece of content that was meeting some resistance. Uh, and the funny thing is, I didn't know any of that. I didn't know any of that. And Elaine and I were like relatively new friends at the time. And so I called her, you know, maybe three days before the meeting because I saw it on my calendar. And I was like, hey, so um, you're coming in in three days, it's going to be me, and I named a bunch of people on my team who are going to be part of it. I was like, I know you're coming with a crew. I was like, what are you going to talk about in the meeting that you need my support on? And she, yes. and she did, like, what your face just did. Like, I heard her pause. It's just like, um... You, you yeah, want she, to help she was like, me? She was, like, I don't, she was like, I don't know what you mean. Like, you know, should I get the sales people on the call? I was like, no, 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 no. Is there anything 
it could be met with resistance or maybe everybody agrees. I was like, I don't know what your situation is, but is there anything that you're going to come in here and talk about that you want me to support? Tell me now so that when it comes up, I know how to support you in that moment. And she, girl, she almost started crying. She was like, I'm sure. Oh my God. She was like, okay, let me call you back. <laughs> let me collect myself. I was like, no problem. I was like, look, you have three days. I was like, so you figure out what it is that you want. I was like, and by the way, it doesn't have to be one thing. It'll be two things. Give me a list. So I come in, I'll have my notes. So you tell me what it is. And then she called me back the next day and she had like a few points for me. And believe me, when I got into that meeting, that's exactly what I did. Oh my God. Yeah. So even in that way, yes, better together because I'm supporting you while we're yeah. in the moment. We are together. I'm uplifting your voice. I'm helping you do that. But also when I'm not in the room. Like, what are the things that I want you to know so that you could tell somebody else when I'm not around? Yeah. You know, the things that you can incorporate into your daily conversation, which will exalt me and help me. Yeah, because the odds are stacked against you, especially when you're starting somewhere. Oh, Everyone's yeah. looking at you with the third eye. And Absolutely. You can't even, like, I've had the situation where I would start a new job and the old job would plant horrible press about me to torpedo me before I took off. Yes. I've had mm. the, the most extreme where people even hired digital street teams to plant nasty you know what? comments about me that then the press picked up on. It's like, everybody hates Jeez. Maria. Oh. I did the SAG Awards. You're and it like, was like, what? everybody hates Maria. And guess what? The executives believed it. See? They freaking believe They, they weren't believed smart. It. They're well, all fired now. Okay, anyway. Well, there's um, that. But they but still, believed it. Yeah. And so to have somebody yeah. give you some like wind at your yes. sail, that's what yes. I kept begging for. I'm like, God, when am I going to get a little wind in my right. sail? When, when am I going to get a little something? Yeah. And but so, you know what's so interesting is that I've also now, so in addition to like the, the girlfriends who can talk about you, you know, when you're not in the room, in addition to the, how can I exalt your conversation inside of the meeting? My new practice is to actually be proactive in that. And so you may not know anyone going into that new job or going into that meeting, but if you can pick up the phone, call whomever you know is going to be there and ask for their help. Now that takes some vulnerability. Wait, hold on. Yeah, So I get a new job Mm -hmm. at the Today Show. Yes. You are going to call me and ask me for help? No, you are going to call me. I'm going to call you. I'm, I'm the executive producer, okay? Got it. We don't know each other. We know of each other. Maybe I, I hired you, okay? Um, actually, maybe I didn't hire you. I'm, okay. I'm sort of on the side, okay? But I've got the ear of the person who hired you, yeah. okay? You're going to call me, and you're going to say, Bose, we don't know each other. We're about to start working together. Um, you know, I'm... I'm really interested in what's happening culturally there. And I know that the atmosphere could be maybe a little rough for somebody who's coming in. Do you think you could help me with that? I just, I just need some help understanding the lay of the land. You know, where are the landmines? Um, is there anything I need to know before I come there? You know, this is my platform. So my platform is about women's empowerment. And I really like to do stories around that. And so that's what I'm going to try to do in addition to the other things that I'm going to be asked to do. Do you think you can help me with that? Can you, can you help me understand? So you just like, put her in a position where yeah. she needs to be a woman that's empowering you Correct. in a sense too with that one little thing Absolutely. you threw in there. Absolutely. Like do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Call, make the call, ask for help. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Now that, that that's like- That's next level. That's, that's PhD levels now, okay? Wow. <laughs> but practice with other things first, you know? And then, yeah, get there. Oh, I, I did it in this job. I absolutely did it in this job. Wow. I called um, Jennifer Rudolph Walsh. 
Who's who she? was the head of um, lectures and books at WME. And so after I'd, I'd had the job, I'd gotten my offer. It hadn't been announced yet. Uh, and I called her. And I was like, so uh, you don't know this yet. Nobody knows. So don't leak it now. Because mm-hmm. I was coming from Uber. So it was about to be a, a really big problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you have to place your trust in someone you oh, don't even yeah, know. Exactly. Which is scary. It's very scary. Because you don't know who's going to blow you up. You know, I know. You don't know. I've had to keep it a secret you from my know. parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm terrified. Know. You don't know. But I had heard so many terrible things you know, about this space and about Hollywood and especially yeah. about agent life and people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd ha- you know, everybody thinks they're doing you a favor by telling you all the scary things. And so I was coming in quite scared, to be yeah. honest. I mean, imagine me being scared after coming from Uber, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which was like the worst place on the planet. <laughs> and I was still scared, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I called her and we'd, we'd had some interaction before and we had, you know, mutual friends and whatnot, but we weren't necessarily, I wouldn't say that we were close. But I did call her. I had her phone number. So I called her and I was like, so here's the thing. This was about to happen. I was like, and I really, I need your help. I need to understand the lay of this land because I certainly don't want to come in and blow up. And then I laid it on thick. I was like, listen, I'm going to be a black woman out here, you know, black woman executive in this company. And we've got all kinds of issues. Like I need your help. I need not to explode and if we need more of me in this type of place and we need more women executives and we need more black women in this space and help me. Yeah. And that it was like one of the best calls, not just because like I think she's a dope person, but because like she actually took it on like as her own mantle. Wow. Homegirl came out. Like she came she came out so hard that at my oh my gosh, I didn't even put this together. She came on so strong that at the town hall where I was first introduced to the entire company, by the way, it was like people were live streaming in, Ari was up there, Mark was Patrick, <laughs> everybody's waving the flag like, You will not believe the new person we have. And Jennifer, I don't even know how this happened. I have to go and ask her actually. Um, she did my interview on the stage. And she placed questions that allowed me to talk more about like my background. And shine. And Girl. You see what I mean? They're like, I don't know. And I have to I actually have to go back and ask her. But I don't know if, if not for the call that I made to her, if not for the advocacy that I asked of her, yeah. if she would have gone that extra step to do it. I yeah, because you, you put yourself out there. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's scary. Oh. It's really scary because like you said, you know, you don't know, you don't know who to trust, but I do, I mean, I'm an optimist for sure. And I do believe in the overwhelming good of people. And I think that most people would rather help you than hurt you. Mm -hmm. And so if you give them the opportunity to do that, if you are vulnerable to them, it's, it's almost like they see like a little puppy, you know what I mean? That they can help. You know what I mean? They're just like, Ooh, isn't she so sweet? Oh my God. She needs my help. Yes. Everybody loves to be a savior. Everybody wants to be needed. So give it to them. Let them help you. Why not? Doesn't mean you're weaker. I didn't feel like I was less of an executive or less of a strong woman because I asked for help. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like building your soldiers. Yeah. Right. Because you need your team. You need people to be on your side and help you. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually wanted it. You know, this wasn't a game. This is not a ploy. I didn't trick her. You know, this it yeah. wasn't. A, it's, it's still not a game to me. You know, yeah. I need her. I need yeah. her support. I need her advocacy. We can't do anything alone. No, absolutely not. So, so let's do that. You know, like try and be proactive about it. Make the wow. call. Be vulnerable. Wow! 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 <laughs>
I love that your nickname is Bose and you worked for Bose, by the way. Oh, well, you <laughs> know, you know what's so funny? Actually, actually, <laughs> there was one point where um, at Beats, the, the headphones got banned by the NFL um, because of the Bose partnership. And I remember walking into the office the next day and everybody was celebrating because it was that kind of counterculture type thing where, you know, you're like so excited. And Jimmy was like, wait a minute. He was like, can we not call you Bose anymore? And I was like, what? are you out of your mind? I was like, first of all, I was here before that brand. So I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I'm, so no, funny. I'm not. Oh, he, he loves to cackle about that, that story too. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Um, we are out of time. I oh, think you have to actually get to work. We are. Oh yeah, probably. Um, so I, I'm getting <laughs> Gotta get to the office. <laughs> I'm getting the wrap, even though I have so much more I want to I oh. want to get from you. So we're gonna have to do this again okay, because yes. yeah. this was so therapeutic for oh. me, and I know every woman who is listening learned so much oh. from you. I have to ask, yeah, for someone that is such a like free spirit and an individual thinker. Mm. You've gone to corporations mm-hmm. and you haven't worked for yourself yet. Yeah. Is that in the horizon at some point? Because <laughs> at some point, the confines are just going to be so friggin' annoying I know, for you. I know. I mean, they were for yeah. me. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, look what happened. I'm like allergic. Um, it's so funny. I have, been, I have been asked to do that a lot. Like almost at every juncture where there was like, you know, an inflection moment where you're thinking about like, okay, I really hate this place. I got to find a new place to be. And somebody inevitably is, why, why are you doing that? Like, why don't you just start your own thing? Oh my God, you'd make so much money. You'd be so successful. Um, And I really feel like my calling is to be in these corporate spaces, you know, in these spaces where it's very difficult to get in and to show any difference. That if I did it on my own, it would just be... It'd be almost normal. People would expect that. They'd be like, yeah. yeah, of course. Look at her. She's like such an individual. She created her own thing and she's living her own life and she's doing da da da. But when I'm in these spaces where it's so unexpected, I feel like I'm breaking the mold. Mm. And I don't know if there is another person who can do it but me. It's a little so mission driven. Hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> so we can't steal you to help us build the new GMA. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was just my way of finding out. But I can get you to help me spread the word. Hell yeah, clearly I am here for you, sister. Okay. And I am right here for you, too. Um, We always end the show um, finding out from our guests how they are getting better. Mm. So, Bose, how are you getting better every day? Oh, man. Oof. Well, lately, I have been working out. I've taken on a new fitness regimen, uh, which is helping me to get better because I'm feeling stronger in my body. Mm -hmm. And it's also helping me in my mind. Uh, it's just been a little over a year of this practice and I, I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. Oh, so cool. Is it like weights and stuff? Oh yeah. yeah. Weights, cardio, conditioning, Fun. the whole thing, all of it. Yeah. It's been quite a journey. Do you have but... to do that at like three in the morning? Cause I know like yes, work is. I do. I get up at, I do it at five 30. Oh my God. So I, I, yeah, I wake up at five. Yeah. Five workout, five 30 yeah. in the office by when? Well, I take my daughter to school. Okay. So she goes at seven forty-five. I am usually in a meeting at nine thirty. And then, yeah. how late does your day go work-wise? Um, well, I really, I really like to have dinner with my daughter, mm-hmm. so I try to be home by six thirty at the very latest. Whoa! Yeah. For someone in the agent world, that is like yeah. an yeah. accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. No. That means you have to hustle through your day. Oh, absolutely. Oh, there's I don't waste no any time. Breath. Oh, you can ask my assistant. I don't, I don't waste time in the office. Oh, absolutely not. It's back to back to back. I'm scheduling bathroom breaks. 
all of that. I mean, I'm, I'm very serious about it yeah. because if I don't do that, the day will get away from me and then yeah. it'll be eight o'clock and I'll still be in the office. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to live that life. Wow. Yeah. So everything is scheduled so that I can get home and be with her and manage my mommy life like I work like my work life (laughs) I love it I love you I'm so glad we got to do this thank you I remember when I first met you I was like we need to get her on this show and I mean this was so much better than I could have ever imagined so thank you so much this was wonderful thank you and thank you for showing me this wonderful space you've created like what a testimony thank you you know to being great and like really seizing the own, your own reins. Like what, what a testimony. I'm inspired Thanks. by that. Thank so you. thank you for having me. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, what have we learned? Everything. Everything. Mother of God. Steven, first, I want to start with you because <laughs> you looked at me at one point with a face I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever met somebody so sure of themselves in the best of ways And just knowing exactly, like, this is who I am. This is what I do. I do it well. I can walk into a room. I can own it. Whatever they say, I will take the good stuff, leave the bad. Like, without being being cocky, without being – like, straight up, it was just – it was fact. Yeah. Her existence was fact. Oh, that was such a great line. Her existence was fact. Wouldn't it be awesome if all of our existences were fact? The, the thing about, like, the f- getting together with a meeting, like, you know, so many I, – I swear to God I wish I had this advice, like, when I – a year ago when I started um, running after Buzz mm-hmm. because there's so many times where you meet, like, opposition in meetings and you meet, like, you know, we hire new people. It's like, how do I get – how do I get those people on my side without being just, like, delivering and just catering to everything they do? Well, yeah. it's like, okay. And it's weird because me and Roxy already kind of do this where it's like, hey, what are the things that we really need to get across and make sure that we're on the same page on? But like to take it to another level, what do you need my support on? Yeah. It's like recruiting help so that as the new people that are coming in, they know that you are the leader of the company. That's super important. And then, you know, that you don't have to like suck ass to get them to like you and then not be able to tell them what they need to hear. Because I feel like that happens a lot where you feel like you can't give them direction or whatever. It's yeah. well, it's like if you if you support them where they want it, then if you don't support them where they don't ask for it, they're not going to hold it against you. Yeah. Steph, what did you learn? Oh, my gosh. My notes are so extensive. <laughs> I think it's it's not even that she it, she's not always sure of herself. That's the point. She gets it. She gets how to be just an, a human and excel in all of the ways that she's supposed to be excelling and not let other people's opinions question her existence. Yeah. She understands that flaws make her perfectly imperfect. And she... It just has such command over what what she sees for herself. I love that she wants to stay in the corporate space. When she said that was so special because you don't see black women like this owning spaces like that. And for other younger black women seeing her in that space, she is the one who can change it. Totally. But but not even just black women, but like people who are not fitting the cookie cutter stereotype of what a corporate position is like she checks everybody i had a weird vision of like 50 years from now you go to court and your lawyer is wearing like kanye shirts and stuff like that because it's just like at what point do we get rid of the stereotypical corporate casual or the corporate look yeah like at what point are people allowed to be judged on their merits as opposed to the the role that they dress to fit totally i i am so lit i'm so inspired i am 
I'm just so excited about life now. I don't know why. Like, she just lit a whole other thing for me. Um, And I hope she did for you, too. Thank you again for listening to Better Together with me and company. (laughs) Please help us by rating, commenting, subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Please join our Patreon because we are doing more episodes on there that like this that you can be getting. Um, Of course, if you want to email us, bettertogetherwithmaria at gmail.com or you can visit mariamenunos.com. And if you want to join Patreon, it's patreon.com backslash mariamenunos. Follow us at mariamenunos at badassboz, B-O-Z. Steph at Steph Sabra at Steve Lemieux photo. And remember, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Well, that's it for today, Heal Squad. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you don't forget to take care of yourself today. I'll be making sure I'm not forgetting to get outside, do my meditations, and of course, keep myself fueled with some sweet, chili, wonderful pistachios. Wonderful pistachios, as you know, are my go-to when hunger strikes because they're one of the highest protein nuts providing all nine essential amino acids, and they're great for on-the-go snacking. So... When you're ready to elevate your snacking game, visit wonderfulpistachios.com to grab a bag 